0: What's up internet, you're tuned in to episode 38 of the podcast. I'm your host Pete, oh jeez, I'm your host Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very, <laughs> well, should I say as always, the returning champion, Jack Pixelfart Parsons, you're back buddy.
1: Yeah, well it's been three episodes? Long enough. <laughs> did, did you miss me?
0: Uh, I, I guess,
1: yeah, I guess,
0: I'm sure the listeners did. <laughs> Steve obviously didn't. No, Steve knew he had to get away from you. That was the thing. He's like, it's been three weeks without him. I really prefer the show when it's just you and me. DJ's fine, but that pixel guy, he's such a diva. (laughs) (laughs) And then also joining us today, we have Mr. Liam Robertson.
2: Hi, how's it going? Thanks for joining us, Liam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, for those who don't know, why don't you just
0: real quick tell the listeners, uh, where they might know you from, where they can find your work, all that, that plug stuff.
2: Um, well, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I probably blocked you on there, but, uh, you can, you can always, you can always go <laughs> have, go have a look. Uh, I'm doctor underscore cupcakes on there. And I'm the guy who writes about the videos, you know, the video games. I have been known to dabble in those. And I typically talk about games that were cancelled, uh, cut content, that kind of thing. And I do a series on Did You Know Gaming, the YouTube channel. So yeah, check that stuff out. Just uh, give me a look up, Liam Robertson.
0: Yeah, I came across your, your work a couple of years ago um, when I was in grad school and you were working with Unseen64 and oh. I was really into that series that you did on all the Factor 5 games. <laughs> right. Okay. Now you're
2: talking my language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about Star Wars later when we get into the uh, the Nintendo Direct recap, but uh, let's kick off the show the way we often do by talking about what we're playing this week. Liam, since you are a guest, anything uh, you've been playing on your Nintendo Switch this week you want to talk about?
2: Uh, yeah, I've been playing like this little indie game called Astral Chain. Have you guys heard oh. about that?
0: Yeah. No, no, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it
2: just kind of came <laughs> out of nowhere, but it's actually pretty good, uh, surprisingly. It's from this studio called Platinum Games. Have you guys Ooh. come across that before? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good game. Interesting uh, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's fun. I kind of expected it to be a bit like Bayonetta, you know, I think, because that's Platinum's whole shtick, more of a, a character action game, but it's actually more of like an action RPG. With uh yeah, some interesting mechanics. I, I really like it. it. It's a bit of a slow burn, but it's one of those ones you gotta really stick with, and I think it gets really, really cool. I'm digging it a whole lot. How far in are you, would you say? Uh maybe about seven hours. Um I'm not Okay. I I'm not sure, but I feel like I'm I've carved into it a decent amount now. And I- I'm I'm getting to a point where I have like a decent amount of the legions, which are these these monsters, which you have on a chain that you fight with, and yeah, the game's starting to open up a whole lot, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Once you get a few of the legions under your belt, um, the game really starts to get interesting in terms of the combat. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm so enjoying it. Now, how does that
0: work? Are you are you able to switch between different? Um, they're called legions, you said.
2: Yeah, those are the monsters you have on the chain.
0: Okay, so are you able to switch between multiple ones, like, during any given battle? Oh, yeah. Or is it like you go into a battle with one select?
2: No, no you can switch between them all, like, do combos between cool. them and, and shit like that. Like, you have... Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what the, the focus of the combat becomes, is which legion is appropriate for which enemy, and stuff like that. Uh, especially during the bosses, there are different phases of bosses where you might need to use a projectile. Or use a more heavy attack, so you get you get the guy with the arms who can punch them up and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's a really unique combat experience. Um, yeah, I like it a lot.
0: So, are the legions like in categories? Like, is it like they're a range type, heavy type, whatever, or does each of them kind of have their own
2: skill set? Uh, it's hard to explain. Basically, have you played the wonderful one hundred one?
0: Very briefly. Well,
2: in that game, you have like you have like a different like move, I guess. Like one, you do the circle to do the arm move. You do the, you draw to do a sword. It's kind of like that where you don't get like, it's not like Pokemon where, you know, they're split up into types. You get one of each type in the game and Every time you get a legion it's a part of the story there's just one of them.
1: Okay. As soon as you mentioned Wonderful 101 I knew you're going to love this yeah. game when you compared it to that. So that's like you're always going on about Wonderful yes.
2: 101. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's my brand right there. So yeah, it's um yeah, you have one of each type and you switch between them like one shoots arrows, one is a swords focused one and uh okay. they're cool. They kind of look like uh, Evangelions and you can even get like an Evangelion like color scheme. That makes it it look like Eva one, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, because when you said that there were, like, the different attack types, I was kind of wondering if it was, like, more like the old Fire Emblem, where it was kind of like rock, paper, scissors, where it's like, oh, this enemy's weak to ranged attack, so you want to use any of the ranged ones. But it sounds like they're a little bit more unique than that, which is cool.
2: Yeah, you can pretty much use any attack you want, but it will make it easier... You know, to pick like a projectile one if that's if they're far away and flying or whatever. Yeah, you get the idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it does sound cool though. It's funny, I- I'm so glad that you're on this week because we haven't done an episode since this game came out and uh, Steve and I specifically, but Pixel 2, have gotten a lot of flack from our listeners for being like, why are you guys interested in actual Chain? Like, you're not even talking about it. And it just, none of, it hasn't grabbed any of us. So I'm really glad that we were able to have you on and pick your brain about it a little bit. Well, I think even if
2: you're even remotely interested in it, it doesn't sound like you guys are, but I mean, I think, <laughs> I, I, I feel
0: you I idea? feel
2: like you should should give it a chance because even if you just like AAA action games, there's mm-hmm. there's so much. Uh, you know, the production values are insane. The cutscenes are really cool. The story is interesting. There's a there's some intriguing mystery to the story that I like. Um, yeah, even if you just you like AAA video games, you're gonna get something out of it. I think you're killing me, Liam. Now you make me want to get it. <laughs>
1: you like, I just get this one.
2: There's there's plenty
0: coming in September. <laughs>
1: I remember I was on Twitter and I was going through and I think, I swear it was you, you tweeted um, it was a little clip of the game, I swear it was this game and you managed to knock one of the characters into (laughs) another area and it totally glitched out and he was just like running on the spot.
2: Yeah, that's the only like (laughs) moment of jank that I've come across in this game but it was sort of endearing Uh, an Mm. enemy charged at me after a bit of dialogue where I think I kept bothering him and he just decided eventually this NPC to be like hey fuck you, I'm gonna beat you up and uh, I I, ca- I counted him and knocked him over a fence into the next area. And, uh, yeah, he got stuck. And I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not, but there you go. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm with
0: you on that. I, I, I don't mind a little jank like that. When I was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 last year or whatever, I had this moment where I, like roped a cow, and went to slit its throat so I could skin it, and the entire herd of them stampeded onto me, <laughs> and I clipped into the fence, and I, ha- I have, like, a two- or three-minute video of, um... <laughs> of what's-his-name. I forget. Arthur. Just being, like, literally trampled to <laughs> death, and he's just like, oh! Oh, shit! Oh! It's, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> a little, a little Jax and Deering. I think Bethesda's taught us that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh So... Uh, Pixel, you've been gone for three weeks. I'm sure you've been playing tons of video games in that time, right? You're just ready to talk about them. Oh, definitely, yeah. But
1: there's one slight problem. What's that? that? I, just
0: ha- I just haven't played any. Mm-hmm. So you're telling you're gone for three weeks. You come back, you got nothing for me.
1: I've literally played nothing for about a month.
0: You're like, all right, I'm going to get Liam on this week. He can do all the heavy lifting.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's a plan, you see? I'll get more interesting people on than
2: I have to talk. <laughs> I, I'm happy to sit here and talk about Astral Chain inanely for the rest of the podcast, you know?
0: All right, this is the Astral Chain spoiler <laughs> cast. Let's do it. <laughs> no, 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 but I, I I, did play some games this week, so we'll, we'll, I'll get us back on track here. And uh, maybe we'll have to invite Liam back for another Astral Train episode when he's done. <laughs> But um, I I played a, another little indie game called Fire Emblem.
2: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. this
0: week, and I f- I finally finished it. Yeah. Uh, I I think my clock ended up at about forty eight or fifty hours. Once you like take out the like odd twenty minutes that I just like left the game open or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, right now it's my game of the year, and I I think it's an uphill battle to be dethroned because I I loved this goddamn game.
2: Hmm. I I recently finished it too uh about a day before astral actually the day the astral chain came out i think or maybe
0: oh isn't that perfect timing yeah no here,
2: here's what happened i remember it was about a day before it officially launched uh i finished fire emblem and then i went to my mailbox and astral chain was there <laughs> like <laughs> what a what a great time it is to own a switch oh that's wonderful so so what uh what house were you um the one with Adelgard. Okay, so the uh, Black Eagles. Yeah, which one did you pick? I was the Golden Deer, the one with Claude. Yeah, that's the one that everyone seems to pick. It seems like that's the nicer one. Uh, Without giving anything away, the one that I played was kind of like a bit heart-wrenching, and there's some... It's kind of dark... From my point
0: of view of your group of characters,
2: like, it seems that way.
0: And then talking to anyone I know who's gone through that uh, storyline, it's like, it was heart-wrenching. Like, I was so devastated when it was over. And I was like, Jesus, yeah. that was not my experience. Yeah,
2: it sounds like <laughs> everyone who plays the Golden Deer are just, like, having a good time, just hanging out and, uh, you know, yeah. having fun. And uh, there's like betrayal and treachery and death and mine and you know it's kind of cool though.
0: It's it's funny because I I love how everyone who plays it like has a totally different perspective on the characters. Yeah, you know, like and that that's that's really I, I think uh, a testament to how much content there really is in this game that you can basically get three totally or. Four, I guess, actually, totally unique experiences out of it, um, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to play through playing through it again. I want to do the the playthrough that you did
2: next. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much, like, parity there is between them. Like, how different they really get. Like, like for instance, would I get a different final boss and, and stuff like that? Because I don't know from having played it uh how i mean i mean i know obviously there are some huge differences but would the main beats of the story with regards to like the church of seros be the same i'm kind of curious about that
0: so i know on some level they're different Mm -hmm. because i know i was having a conversation with a friend of mine who had just finished the black eagles storyline um a few days after i had completed the game and was talking about how from from his point of view that um and we're we're getting into like loose spoiler yeah. territory here so you know if you're super sensitive about that maybe skip ahead a few seconds but um that like Rhea was 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 a bad figure right he had a completely negative viewpoint of her based on what he had seen and okay. her actions in the story and from my point of view like i didn't have that interpretation of her at all she certainly did questionable things but like I had this context that he didn't have that to me justifies her actions in the same way that he felt like Edelgard wasn't just a pure villain, where from my point of view, she's evil. That's cool. It seems like there's a lot more difference than you might expect.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Rhea, from what I remember, was fairly neutral, but there were parts where he did question what she was up to. Well, I I loved it a whole lot. I don't know if it'll be my game of the year, but it's up there. I guess I don't need to play it now, thanks. (laughs) Well, get over yourself.
0: (laughs) You promised me you'd play the game, Pixel. You and Steve both, you haven't even touched it.
1: If I wait long enough, you'll describe everything in the game over the course of a month, and I can just say I played it. What games do you play? I play everything. It's just Mm. right now, I haven't had time to play anything.
2: That's fair enough.
0: Yeah, real convenient. (laughs) 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 Uh, So... After I finished Fire Emblem, I did spend a little a little bit of time with a couple other indie games while I'm kind of waiting for the next thing to drop, um, which, thanks to Nintendo, there's like eight games out today, so I'm all set. <laughs> yep. uh, but I spent a good amount of time after I beat Fire Emblem uh, back in Cuphead. I think I mentioned when it first came to Switch, I picked it up again and kicked the tires on it a little bit. I started a new game and worked my way through the first island again, and... I want to see if I can, like, keep the momentum up and, and finish it, but... Did, did you do single or co-op? I, I'm doing it on single. Oh, okay. It's way... If you're playing with somebody who's also really good, it's easier on co-op, but I feel like otherwise it's just harder, because they give all the characters more health, and it's just, like, it's a, it's a challenge. There's
1: always an obligation, like, they'll die, they'll
0: turn and look at you, and
1: you're like, oh, for God's sake, you want me to save you, don't you? <laughs> and then you have to go dive over, like five projectiles to get to yeah, them.
2: Yeah, I, ca- I can't play that game in co-op. I feel like in order... I beat that game, but in order to do it, I, I-, I had to, like, enter a trance-like state, you know, of of-, of-, of, dod- <laughs> yes. of dodging the bullets and everything, and I can't do that if my girlfriend's, like, dying and be like, hey, revive me! Like, I just need to yeah. focus on the action, and I can't do that if there's another person that I can't account for moving around. Yep.
0: Yeah, the, the one time I played it in co-op, it was with uh, a friend of mine, and we were streaming it, <laughs> and he had never played before and was just like, what do oh, I do? God. Please save me. <laughs> and, like, it kept <laughs> happening where he would die, and I would, like, miss him. And I'd be like, cool. Now I just get to do it by myself, but it has, like, twice as much health. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and then the other game I played, I think I mentioned this on the show once or twice before, but it's uh, an indie game called Letter Quest. I believe it's Letter Quest Remastered. And um, this is like an indie game that I think really flew under the radar when it came out a couple years ago. But when they brought it to Switch, uh, I had to pick it up again because it was one of my favorite games on the Vita, actually. And I think it was like a PlayStation Plus game at one point, but it's, uh, it's just a great time. It's a, it's a uh, kind of like a rogue light RPG, but all of the combat is done through like essentially Scrabble. So, like, you have a set mm. number of, of letter tiles and you need to put together words to deal damage to the enemies that you're encountering. Mm. And, um... It gets harder and harder as time goes on, and there's kind of, like, multiple challenges for each level that you can go through where they'll it put these different, like, restrictions on you where it's like, oh, this boss only takes damage from letters that start with vowels. Or you can only use letters that are – you can only use words that are, like, four characters or more or
2: something Okay, like that. well, I think when you started to talk about vowels, you lost me. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't make me think about the English language. <laughs>
0: So yeah, it's a, it's a game that I, I definitely go back to from time to time, like when I just need a little something in between and like I don't want something that's like brain dead, but I also don't want to like start something new yeah. or like commit to getting into a new world. It's, it's a game I like to bounce back to time and time again. So whenever I do play it, I like to just give it the, uh, the shout out. So if you're a, a fucking dork like me, this might be a game <laughs> worth checking out.
1: I love the fact, I'm just watching a video of it now. I love the fact when you use a word after you've done the attack, it then tells you what the word means in the bottom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the definitions are pretty funny. Uh, amazing. But yeah, so that's it's a good one to check out if you need something a little bite-sized. Maybe if you uh, can pick it up on a sale. I think it's worth your time. I've enjoyed uh, quite a few hours with it over the years. Cool. So, before we get into all the Nintendo Direct news, I want to just real quickly tell you where you can find us and support us all over the web. So, if you want to show your support for the show, make sure you give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash LootPots. Follow us at twitch.tv slash LootPots. And uh, be all up to date on all the places that we are putting out content, uh, including LootPots.com, where you can find our news, reviews, and uh, other, you know written content like that that you might expect, including all our coverage of the incredible Nintendo Direct that we're about to pick apart. Uh, you can also go and follow us at Loopots on Twitter, join our Discord, and talk to other Potsheads like yourself, all about Nintendo. We've got a great little community there, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. And last but not least, if you want to really show your support for the show, go above and beyond. You can visit us at patreon.com slash and get uh, access to our patron-exclusive show, After Dark, where we talk about everything uh, not relating to Nintendo, including, you know, sometimes video games by other companies or, you know, like what's going on in our lives, all that kind of stuff. So if you want a little bit more uh, of us every week, that's a great way to do it, and it helps us keep the lights on, pay for the servers, all that stuff. Uh, so we'd love if you'd show us your support. <music> All right, so moving into the news there's one thing on my mind this week and it is the nintendo direct <laughs> so nintendo came out guns a-blazing with a 40-minute direct and i uh I'm, I'm gonna just throw it out here right now i think this is one of the best directs they've had since the launch of the switch i i was really impressed with the pacing i think there are a few people out there who you know were if if the announcements aren't for you people are like oh this direct sucked or whatever and I think that's a short sighted attitude. Like to me, forty minutes at this pace with this caliber of announcements, I-, I was impressed. You know?
1: Yeah. They could have done with one more thing. And that would have just made it like the best <laughs> direct ever.
0: <laughs> and to me, that's why it's a nine out of ten and not a ten. Because their one more thing was a port of a Wii game and it's like, cool, I know that there's a big Xenoblade fan base out there. I'm I'm all down for that. But like if there one more thing had been a Breath of the Wild two level announcement, even if it was something far off,
2: hey, like hey, we did get a Breath of the Wild two level announcement after it. Sans in Smash, that's true. <laughs> see, see, this is why I like this guy. He appreciates the good games, Pixel, like Undertale.
1: <laughs> hey, I played that. You made me play that.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you loved it. So why don't you take any of my other recommendations, you monster?
1: Because uh. <laughs> your recommendations take like forty hours to complete. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i i was over the did you pick that up liam did you get the sans uh pack i did yes i was so like i was gonna get it just because i wanted the sans costume but when i saw that it came with uh megalovania as well i was like oh my god yeah. that's amazing yeah it's like a really
2: nice <laughs> remix of it uh yeah it's fun
0: yeah my only gripe is like may, make it five dollars and give me the whole soundtrack like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it's funny because a couple i guess like a year or two ago, maybe I bought um, a set of Undertale figures from Van Gamer that like look exactly like Amiibo, hmm. and I want to go buy like a loose Gunner chip now and stick it in my sand <laughs> so he's like a proper oh, Amiibo. That would be perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. That cool.
0: Um, all right, so let's just jump into the news. I uh, we're gonna be working our working our way from the um, the kind of press release, so we're not gonna do it in like strict chronological order. We're gonna yeah. like hit the coolest announcements, and you know we'll work our way through. But uh, you know, if there's any of those smaller announcements that you listeners are interested in that we don't end up chatting about, feel free to write into us. You can hit me up at Pete at lewpots.com. Uh, and, you know, you can, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. All right, so kicking things off, uh, they started the show with uh, a trailer for Overwatch coming to Switch. This was kind of spoiled earlier in the day by Kotaku, who uh, confirmed all the rumors that had been circling. But if you were, you know, someone who pays attention to the Nintendo scene, I think we all kind of knew this one was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you guys make of this announcement? uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I am a big fan of Overwatch, and, you know, it's great to see it come to a new audience. And I'm kind of toying with the idea of picking it up again. Word of warning, though, if you buy the physical edition, it's not
1: even a physical edition. It's like a code in a box again. Yeah. Which you gotta love, right?
0: It's right. Like, oh, it's it's physical if you want to pay for plastic to put on your shelf.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm of two minds about that, uh, because it's like a service game, so you don't really get very much on the cartridge anyway. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. So yeah, you gotta patch everything that they've added since retail, anyway. Yeah, so. like one of the allures of buying a physical game is that you have it on that cartridge, but you wouldn't anyway if you if you bought it. It would. It's just like a chip that lets you access the game, uh, but it's still in the cloud, and you need to connect to that. You know. I suppose
1: if, worst case scenario, all the servers go down in 10 years, you can still play that like little intro tutorial
2: sure. bit. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I'm I'm all for, you know, releasing that stuff uh, physically. But, yeah, I think this is cool. Uh, the, I think they've said it's not 60, though. I, I, I think I saw that on Twitter right before I came on here. You might need to fact check that one, because it's kind of a crucial thing to talk about. But I, I, I think right I think I saw that it was um, 720p in handheld mode and 30 frames per second. But if that's the case, I gotta admit that is a little bit of a letdown, because you do have other things that run better than that on the Switch, like Paladins, which is a similar scope game. Not that I'm an Overwatch expert by any measure.
1: Yeah, so according to. Yeah, it's 30 FPS on both docked and undocked, and 700. And 20p undocked, and 900p docked.
0: Yeah, that, that's a little disappointing, but I mean. It's not a, a super intensive game, I, I wouldn't say, because like it can run on really, really low quality computers
2: like pretty well. Yeah, I just think like it's it's not that like I, I am armchair developing like hardcore right now. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: <laughs> it's easy, man. It's easy. All you've got to do is <laughs> yeah, just put the just, FPS up.
2: Just copy and paste it. That's all you need to do. <laughs> but I I kind of feel like um, with the right engineers, you could totally and and with the right compromises to effect and shadows in the environments that you could totally make that run at least like an unlocked 30 or something like that, you know? Do we know if this is cross-platform or not? I don't
0: believe it is. Um, Okay. I haven't seen that said anywhere because I I don't... um, I know that there isn't cross-play between PC and console, at least there wasn't when I was playing, so if I'm wrong about that, feel free to correct me. I
2: don't think there is, but I think they're in the middle of kind of assessing... Whether or not they what should that look like. implement that, yeah,
1: yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's fine. Like, it's not ideal. It's fine being 30 FPS if it's just Switch players playing each other. But if you're going against PC or PS4 where they've got a higher frame mm. rate, then it kind of unbalances, you know, an online yeah. game.
0: My hope would be that if they do in, like introduce true crossplay, that they would do uh, what the standard is with Fortnite on Switch, where by default you're just playing with Switch and I think mobile players. And then if you want to play with PC, everybody else, you can, like, opt into it. Mm. And I think as long as they give you the option to just play with Switch people so that you're not, like, always at a disadvantage, it it probably isn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I'm also biased because I'm not, like, a huge FPS guy. As long as the game doesn't look like it's stuttering, like, I'm not going to complain. So maybe I'm not the person to complain about that. But... I feel like if you care that much, Overwatch is already available on PC and PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. So like if you're that person, there's certainly the ability for you to go play it in 1080 or 4K locked 60 FPS. Yeah, I I'd
2: rather, it, I'd rather I'd rather be on the Switch than not. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, So if you guys are interested in checking it out for yourselves, the game is scheduled to hit on October 15th, uh, but you can pre-purchase it today. And it's worth noting that the physical edition that Pixel called out uh, does come with a three-month Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So Mm -hmm. could be worth picking up that physical copy, even if it doesn't have a cart in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, the next announcement that I want to touch on is uh, the shadow drop of Banjo and Kazooie coming to Smash, uh, which is, they're already live, and um, I didn't include this in my what we've been playing this week because I wanted to hold it back. I played it a ton last night, so I have takes on Banjo. Um, I This was awesome. I love a good shadow drop, and especially for this where I think a lot of people were like, oh... I, we we must be getting a date for Banjo in this direct, right? And I, I figured we would. I figured, ah, oh, maybe he comes out next month, whatever, maybe he's around the corner. The fact that we were able to just jump on and get him <laughs> and Sans the real news of the night uh, that evening was awesome. Not to mention uh, the 5.0 patch brought back home run mode as well, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So tons of new Smash content to dive into last night. And um, like I said, I, I think I spent probably about an hour or two playing with banjo only playing banjo against like a number of other characters and uh i'm really really liking his his moveset it's very much the kind of character i like to play he's like medium heavy lots of projectiles uh has a really great side b kind of like dash that um gives you a few invincibility frames so overall like a really really versatile kit that plays into the way i like to play But the thing that I thought was the most interesting was uh, they have the ability to do additional movement after you do your up B. So, you know how, like, generally, whenever you do your recovery, like, the character can't move anymore until you hit the ground? Mm -hmm. For Banjo, you can do your up B and then do your jumps and then do the side B if you want. Or you could do your jumps so you can kind of organize the way that you recover however you want. which. Doesn't sound like it would be as important, but it gives you a lot more versatility when trying to get back to the level when you're pushed far out. And that really matters for for Banjo because um, the two of them have like a pretty heavy fall speed for a character that has as much recovery as they do. So like if you get pushed too far out and you do everything too early, you'll often get back like right below the ledge and fall to your death. But if you wait until you're a little bit over do your B-up, jump two more times, and then do your side, you might be able to, like, recover and come back in and hit somebody as you land so that you don't, like, get taken mm. advan- advantage of during that, um you know, that vulnerability frame. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. And I, I, it's definitely a character I want to spend some more time with.
2: Yeah, I've seen someone posted a video uh, a couple of hours ago, not that long after Banjo came out. Uh, they've already found a way to sort of abuse his, his recovery, so you can, eff- oh, really? you can effectively fly by using the up B and I think using the bomb egg to damage yourself. Oh. which I think you can use it to reset the recovery in midair. And then, and awesome. then you can just fly <laughs> effectively. I think, yeah, it's something like that, right? You'd have to look up the video. But uh, yeah, that might need patching. <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I hope not. I just want to learn how to abuse it. <laughs> hey, hey, if you
2: want Banjo early, you you it comes with a few, you know, compromises like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh so keeping in with the Smash news, um we also got the reveal of Terry Bogard as the fourth DLC fighter. He uh, for those who don't know, um Terry is from SNK's Fatal Fury franchise, but he's also been a, a regular Mainstay in their King of Fighters franchise as well, so if you're uh, a, a fan of classic fighting games, I'm sure you know Terry. Because uh, I saw a lot of people who were like, "Who the fuck is Ter- who the hell's Terry? Like, who's this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously that was a cool reveal. Is another one that like the rumors had been flowing for a while that an SNK character was going to be the rep. I think Terry totally makes a lot of sense. Obviously, he's the face of you know one of their biggest flagship titles and everything so i i, I thought this was a great uh, a great announcement I, it's an it's kind of like hero for me where it's not a character that i have that connection to but i know there's a fan base out there and i feel like he's good representation for that history that smash likes to celebrate mm-hmm. so uh, i'm i'm looking forward to his inclusion
2: yeah uh i i wish it had been kept a secret though i, I mean i space it out a little bit more I just would have rejoiced in seeing all the confused Nintendo fans, like, getting mad about it. Like, oh, who's this character? Uh." Like, like, like when, um, like when Richter got announced and everyone was like, what? Who's this? This this isn't Mario. I don't want Terry Bogart. Give us Waluigi. I yep. saw a
0: tweet
1: earlier and it was um, somebody saying that all the people in Japan are just referring to him as like a muscular
2: Pokemon trainer.
0: <laughs> he does kind of have that look, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, as I understand it, Fatal Fury, like, I- I'm not a huge Fatal Fury fan. I've, like, I've played a few of them. I've got one of them on my Switch. Uh, but I, as I understand, it, it's pretty big in places like Brazil uh, and South America. Really? um Hmm. like those guys seem to cling on to certain games from that era that are relatively obscure like old uh, 16-bit races and that kind of thing uh yeah yeah i wonder if
0: that's because like they're later to adopt new consoles because the imports are like insane like i know the ps2 was like a relevant console there or even the genesis like still sells there um, like, years after their relevance, so I wonder if they maybe go deeper in the library because of that.
2: Yeah, and I think arcades might have stuck around a bit longer there as well. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, that is a gaming culture I'd love to know more about, because I know it's like a sleeping giant, like, there's a lot of Brazilian gamers, but it's not a very well-served market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the last bit of, of Smash News, uh, that, you know, it's kind of like, it's a tease for news that will be coming, but... Pretty exciting when you think about the implications is that uh, Sakurai confirmed that this would not be... Or no, I'm sorry. This was during the actual direct, uh, not the post thing, that there would be additional DLC fighters after our, our pack of five is complete. So there were no, like, details on what that means, if there would be, like, a season two pack, if there would be, like, a few more individuals like we had with Piranha Plant or whatever. But we do know that more characters are going to be joining the battle after, uh, after these five are done, which is kind of insane to think about like that was something that we had talked about uh over in our discord actually as like a oh do you think they would do that cuz smash has been so successful and the whole games as service thing whatever And I always thought it was a possibility, but to actually get the confirmation is kind of wild. It's like, how many characters are going to be in this game when it's done?
1: (laughs) They're going to use it to help promo stuff as well. So they're just going to keep adding for the foreseeable future, I think, until the point where they're like, right, we've got to cut off now because we need to start development on something else for the next console. That's how it's going to go.
0: But it's like, you got to think about it. Like The team that's assembled for Smash right now, if they just keep making content for it for like a few years or something like that, like they're not going to make a new Smash game until... The next generation, you know, so like, I don't know, like I could see them supporting it for like two or three years. Like if we had maybe 10 more characters across two more packs or something like that, that doesn't seem crazy
1: to me now that they've
0: broken the seal.
1: Has Sakura done his usual, this is the last one I'm ever going to make
0: thing again? I don't think he has, but I kind of hope it is because I'm just like, granted, he looked really happy in the post-direct thing last... Like, I feel like he's really stoked by how much people love Smash 4, but I'm worried about the guy. Like, he had Carpal Tunnel during the last one and couldn't use a mouse anymore, and then they've got him playing two controllers at once. Like, put another person on to play with him. Come on, guys. (laughs) Like, we gotta protect his hands.
2: Yeah, I kind of wish that he could do something else like I'd love to see a different Sakurai project in about you know like maybe let him do something in about a year or so Uh, as much as I love Smash I don't get why it has to be tethered to him you have plenty of capable people at Nintendo and he's not going to be I know he's he's still young but he's not going to be around forever so like Uh. they should start to groom younger producers to do that you know and and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I I, I loved Kidicura's uprising. I like his other stuff. Uh, I just I'd like. I love Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just I'd love to see him get a chance to try something else. Uh, he has always been really interested in VR, and now Nintendo kind of has VR a bit on on the Switch. So I'd love to see him properly do something with that, even if it's just a digital game. He's uh he's often talked about how he'd like to do something like that. That'd be yeah, awesome.
0: I would love to see him just get a chance to do something, like, creative. Not to say that Smash isn't creative, right? But, like, something that's just, like, hey, I want to do something new. There's no expectations on it. You know, like, he can just do his thing, you know? Because when's the last time he got to do that?
2: Yeah, I think he's just protective of his baby, you know? He He wants to do justice to the fans and everything.
1: I can imagine. That's probably, like, the worst thing in the world. Like, he's made all the Smash games, and then he hands it over, and then he's just kind of looking over his shoulder, like don't do it like that. no 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 i'll do it again fine i'll do it again yeah,
0: yeah i mean based on what what liam said I, like that's i think why they haven't groomed somebody else is because i think every time that they do a new game he's like i'm gonna come back and they're like okay great you know like you know you obviously he knows how to deliver a smash game so you know because like i don't know if it, either of you guys have heard this story but like the whole way that they handled um what was it brawl was like, Iwata announced that they were working on a new Smash before they'd even talked to him. And the first time he heard about it was like at the E3 announcement. And then Iwata and him had a private meeting, and he's like, hey, I mean, if you want to come back and be the director, like, you can do that. Because yeah. he had actually left Nintendo after Brawl and like did the, you know, started LTD and everything. um uh-huh. And then he, he like came back because he was like, well, no, I don't want to let someone else do it. So like, I. I feel like he like he needs to move on. He needs to be like, all right, I'm done. This is my magnum opus. I'm ready to move on.
2: Yeah, you just you just gave me a flashback uh, to when the, the they had the uh, Smash Brothers dojo in about two, yes. two, two, 2005, five two thousand and six. Which for those who don't know, were maybe too young to remember, it was essentially like a, a website you could go on, and every weekday they'd add like a different blog update. a different feature or a different character like no matter how small it would be something and the first ever update which you could read on that website was sakurai essentially recounting the story which you've just told where he says yeah i didn't know we were going to do this until like a month ago and it was just kind of dropped on me and i guess i'm doing this now (laughs) so hi (laughs) it's
1: perfect (laughs)
2: Oh God
0: bless him, though, no, man. Uh, I I I appreciate his all his hard work. I just really want to make sure that like somebody's out there making sure he gets to take a nap and eat a sandwich and see his wife once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worried about the guy. Uh, so the the next and. Uh, And and at this point, I'm kind of ranking these based on what I'm most excited by. But next up I wanted to talk about was the uh, Super Nintendo games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, We've got 20 games at launch, which is great. Uh, pretty, Pretty awesome list. We've got... Super Mario World, Mario Kart, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Stunt Race FX, which is the first time it's actually been available since its original release. Kirby's Dream Land 3, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Course, which is great, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Super EDF, Earth Defense Force, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Puyo Puyo 2, another time uh, first available in the U.S., uh, Super Soccer, available for the first time since its original release, and Super Tennis, also available for the first time since its release. So, pretty great starting lineup. There's, like, a few notable emissions, like Donkey Kong Country, you know, Earthbound, but they gotta give us something to work our way up to eventually, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so,
1: I'm infinitely more hyped for these than I was for NES games. I'm so glad they actually finally released SNES games. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge NES fan, and was the i think the person on our podcast being like they're still great i still play them it's great but like it's hard to argue that the super nintendo has a i guess you could say a better library right there's some there's some really really top tier stuff on this list and especially if you're like a younger gamer who's never experienced any of this stuff like credible value
2: yeah i'm uh i'm pretty excited about it too there's a pretty good lineup there you know you got like uh what's it stunt racer uh mm-hmm. that, yeah that's a uh, couple deep cuts yeah man exactly some deep cuts there and that's what they needed after you know like if you look back even to like the wii U eShop and the virtual console like they didn't really dabble in too many of those you got you got the, you know just the very typical ones: super metroid f-zero so it's cool that they kind of get that they've re-released a bunch of the same ones over and over again, and hey, here's a couple of ones that didn't have. I think they've got Pilot Wings, which wasn't on the SNES Classic. So great, I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, my my only hope is I because I totally agree with you. I want to see the NSO service eventually evolve to have the level of depth that the Wii Virtual Console did, where you really got some weird deep cuts on there. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm um, I I'm stoked to see some of this stuff on here. I'm just I'm pleased to play Link to the Past again because
1: I remember like when I got my 3DS I just missed out on the ambassador program and I was oh, so yeah. annoyed I couldn't
0: play it. Yeah, I mean I haven't played Link to the Past probably in like 10 years, so I'm definitely
2: down to play that again and
0: I am you better believe I'm going to start my probably 30th run of Super Mario World later tonight.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss out on much by missing the ambassador games on the 3DS, which were the laziest emulations I've ever seen. <laughs> you couldn't. E- I don't think it even had save states or anything like that. Like, well, uh, maybe, but it was very, very, very basic. Didn't they? Um, didn't
1: somebody point out that one of the games that was on it was like a 3DS ROM from a site that someone had like adjusted slightly?
2: <laughs> My God, that, that's hilarious. That's very possible because I remember the the ROM that they used to sell of Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. Was from a pirated ROM site and and <laughs> somebody like took that down and was able to like find a mention of the site in, its, in like its data. So yeah.
0: That's incredible.
2: <laughs> Nintendo wants to be out here giving shit to people trying to run
0: emulators and then here they are working off the fruits of their labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so speaking of, I don't know if I'd call it retro, but cl- we'll say classic Nintendo games, uh, getting a fresh coat of paint. Uh Xenoblade Chronicles the Definitive Edition, which was the uh, original, you know, Xenoblade game back in 2012 on Wii, is uh coming to Switch with a re- really nice up-res. I saw like a, f- a couple like picture by pictures and it's like woof, that original version looks rough in comparison. <laughs>
1: I, uh, when I saw it, I was like... Because I played this on Wii. I didn't finish it, but I played it. And I like when I saw the trailer, the way I was remembering it in my head was a lot, a lot better than it actually was on Wii U. On Wii, sorry. And then when I saw the like, side-by-sides, I was like, oh, wow. They've actually you know, put a lot of effort into the graphical upgrade.
0: Mm-hmm. To, to me, that is the sign of a good remaster or up-res mm-hmm. or whatever. Is when you look at it and you're like, this doesn't even look different. And then you look at the original and you're like, oh, fuck. Like... <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't. It should be capturing what you remember it being like, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, this is really cool. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Like, I've never actually played the original Xenoblade. Me neither. Uh, I, I came, I guess, just too late in the Wii's lifespan, and I wasn't interested on 3ds. Like, why well, I don't know just inferior version. So I'm glad they, you know, putting it back out there and fixing the faces, which were always a bit weird in that game. <laughs> Now they look like good, good looking anime dudes. Good, great.
0: Yeah, we got uh, that nice shot of Shulk just like lazing around in the grass, and I'm like, oh man, we got to get that shirtless Shulk. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> He's looking great. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played this one either, so I, I might give it a shot. the The Xenoblade franchise has never really appealed to me because it, it's just a little bit. It feels similar to why I wasn't interested in National Chain, where it has like a very kind of like. I don't mean this to be insulting, but it kind of comes off that way. It's like it feels a little trite. It feels like a little bit been there, done that, like kind of anime vibes. You know, like I feel like I've seen so many games or shows or movies that have a similar kind of vibe. And I think that always kind of made me a little bit just like, ah, I've turned up my nose at it, you know. Mm. And, you know, maybe 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 I'll have to give it a shot this time and really give it like an earnest go because, you know, um, Monolith – They've they've worked on a ton of games that I really like, and they I know they do good work. So I feel like I feel like I owe them a, a shot at their actually checking out their franchise.
1: From what I remember, it's been years since I've played it, but it was good. was you know, it wasn't just bog standard kind of JRPG stuff. I That's remember good. it being I remember it being really interesting
0: in places. Maybe this is their chance to like. Like up it up a little bit, you know, give it the bump that like Fire Emblem got after Awakening, where everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Fire Emblem's like a big deal now." Maybe this is their chance. I think the
1: only reason I put it down was because I got lost, and then I stopped playing it for like a couple of days and went back and was like, "I have no idea what
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm doing." Can't, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> uh, so speaking of ports, we also got the announcement of Tokyo Mirage Session Sessions hashtag FE Encore which is what a name, um, <laughs> which is the uh, Fire Emblem Atlas crossover game that was a Wii U exclusive and, you know, got very little fanfare because nobody owned a Wii U. So really glad to see this is getting a port and a second chance at life now coming out January 17th. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. If you're especially like coming hot off of three houses, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check this out. I like Fire Emblem now. Mm. Great marketing tactic. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I've not played it, but as I understand it, it hardly has anything to do with Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, I think
0: there's just Fire Emblem characters in it, right?
2: Yeah, but I don't think that has any great relevance uh, to like the story or anything like that. Like, I think they're they're like guest attacks and stuff like that. Okay. Like, maybe it's maybe it's, there's more than as I understand it, but just from talking to people who have actually played it, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's much Shin Megami Tensei or Fire Emblem in it it's it, it's mostly like a typical atlas persona game with yeah very anime stuff like there's like you know music is is a big part of the story and having a singing career I think I don't know something like that
1: is that where <laughs> the encore pun comes from then?
2: <laughs> oh
0: okay yeah all
2: right
1: that makes
0: sense
2: yeah, I need a, so silly. I need to play this though. This is one of the few Wii U games, like the big ones that I missed out on because it came out like right at the end of the Wii U lifespan and it was kinda like, who cares? You know, let's just Yeah. Let's give us you know just get the NX out, yeah.
0: Yeah, this this came out during that point where I was already kind of just like, Nintendo needs to stop making consoles, <laughs> like I'm done with this, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you wrote for the Wall Street Journal. <laughs>
0: No, I, I definitely went through a, a short period like that before we actually got a look at the uh, the NX, right. where I was just kind of like, man, like, they're just not delivering, <laughs> and I was like so poor in college, and I spent all this money on a Wii U, and it's like oh. a total flop, and I'm just like, oh, man. And then the Switch came out and saved it all, so here we are. Cool.
1: <laughs> My experience with the Wii U is pretty much just sitting and waiting for Zelda Wii U to come for ah. years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then you had to buy a new console anyway. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have I have one friend who actually bought that game on Wii U, and I was like, what's wrong with you? Just get a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so moving along. Uh, Tetris 9.9 has a, uh, a version 2.0 that's coming out along with some new DLC. And um, I think it's, it's releasing alongside the physical version. Um, so it's out, like, tomorrow, which is really cool because um, – when it was fresh and new, we were all big fans of, of Tetris 99 here, and uh, I'm really excited to have a reason to jump back into it and have kind of, like, more than just those odd weekends, you know, to no. get in and play and, like, have things to earn.
2: Did you end up playing much of uh, of Tetris 99, Liam? No. Um, I mostly just prefer offline Tetris, to be honest. I like, okay. I like playing, like, local multiplayer in Tetris, but... It- hey movies it's really good like everyone says that it's fun so i guess i'll have to try it out i like that they added the nintendo skins and that kind of thing you know that's very yeah that new mario skin looks really cool yeah it gives me like fond memories of tetris ds you know do you ever play that one where it's all that was all heavily nintendo themed and that was really cool
0: yeah absolutely and uh i've loved the custom skins they've done so far like the um they have the og game boy one that you were able to unlock a while ago which is my go-to these days Mm. Um, but yeah, I uh, if you haven't checked it out, Liam, you should definitely give it a shot. You know, it's obviously it's free with uh, with NSO, and it's it's a really good game.
2: Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's when Nintendo stops bombarding me with content for just like one week. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a
0: try. Have enough time to actually look backwards for a change. Mm. So, what about you, Pixel? Are you? Do you think you'll jump back into Tetris 99 with this update? No, I've been humiliated enough <laughs> playing online, so. Uh... This you know what? You couldn't even get it, could you? You've never won a game. Yeah, thanks. Oh, man. I (laughs) 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 I didn't even think. I wasn't even, like, building towards that to dunk on you. It just came up naturally. I I promise. That was the funniest thing in the, the direct where they're like, oh, you can only get it if you've actually won a game. And I'm like, wow. So this is this is Nintendo just being like, get good if you want the 2.0, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm
1: going to have to get my girlfriend to play on my account for a
2: bit just so I can get it. <laughs> yeah, let,
0: let her win one for you. <laughs> wait, exactly, wait. Yeah. so
2: if I jump on now, I can't get the update? No.
0: No, you have to, you have to actually win a game before they let you download the that, update.
2: That's really, really weird.
0: It's such a weird choice. It it's feels so like cruel. the most, like, it feels so passive-aggressive, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, you're not good enough at the game to play. I feel, like, sorry. I
2: feel like if I jump in now, like, I'm pretty good at terrorists, but wouldn't everyone online who's still playing that, like, months later be really good? Like, uh-huh. I, pro- I, I feel like if you jump on now, you'll probably be okay, though, because there'll
0: be an influx of new people.
2: Okay, okay, maybe. Now's your chance.
1: <laughs> I want to update on this, you know? So I thought I was good at Tetris. Maybe I'll
2: just wait until Christmas Day when all the kids are logging on, you know, and <laughs> I'll step in and just cl-
1: clown them out. <laughs> when does the uh, renewal come on? When did that start? Because that must be coming near a year now.
2: I think that's like mid into this month, something like that. It's like it's, I think it is this month. I think it did launch in in September. So yeah,
0: it's got to be coming up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I bet that's why they announced NES games.
0: Yeah, it is super NES games. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Gives every. Uh, oh, cool. I'll re up so I can play Mario. I hadn't even
2: thought about that.
0: That was what I wanted. Yeah. And then there's all this new Tetris content. Great. I'll
2: jump into that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very well timed,
2: yeah. I would say. Can't wait to play some GameCube games in 2023. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. <laughs>
0: uh, so then moving along, we've got uh, updates on. Uh, or you know what? I'm sorry. There's one more, like, big, big new Nintendo thing before we'll get into the updates, which was uh, uh, Super Kirby Clash. Also got announced, which is a uh, free-to-start multiplayer game. It's like a boss rush thing where there's four different classes that you can play. uh, And then it feels like very inspired by mobile gaming. There's um, Mm. Gem Apples, which are an in-game resource that can either be earned from playing the game or with real-world money. There's a, uh, a resource called Vigor. Which like charges recharges over time, so I imagine you can you know play for a certain amount of time, then you got to wait, or you can pay to recharge, just like you could like Pokemon Quest or any number of mobile games. Uh, and then you can also use that currency to unlock new quests, trade for new weapons, armor, support items, stickers, etc. And um, you're also able to craft like the items yourself with that that real world currency as well, or with that in game currency. So um, I haven't gotten to check this out, but DJ, who's a member of the Loop Pots team, did download it last night, and he was raving about it on our Discord earlier today, so hmm. uh, if you want to check it out for yourself, it's already available. Go check it out. Does it have online core? It does. Yeah, you can play locally uh, by passing a Joy-Con, and you can play with everybody on one Switch. You can play with multiple Switches in the same room, or you can do online play.
2: Okay, well, that's kinda of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it seems like one to check out. I, I'm a big fan of uh a big fan of Kirby stuff, so the idea of a game that's just boss rushes is actually kind of appealing because they're always like a little too easy on the like platforming levels so like if it's just the boss stuff and hopefully there's like kind of a curve there that can be fun
2: yeah i suppose i might give it a shot and if it's got like online stuff i kind of like the the switch one what's it called again uh <laughs> i was trying to think of that earlier because that had a boss rush mode in it too star allies, star allies. That that's it, that's, yeah. yeah that's it
0: Yeah. I was gonna say I couldn't remember because like as soon as you think of Kirby title, it's like, well Super and Star are definitely (laughs) both in it.
2: But (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I um I was trying to think about it and I guess that's kind of symbolic of how I feel about the game, that it's just kind of forgettable, right? Like it's Yeah very perfunctory Kirby, very easy, not particularly memorable. Yep.
0: It's like that was fun for an afternoon. Yeah. And then you're done, you know? So this this is something that seems like might maybe have a little bit more legs, and I always like to see Nintendo experiment with their IP. You know, like anything that's pushing something in a new direction is interesting at the very least. So I'll probably give it a shot.
1: To be fair, like looking at the screenshots, you know, the wispy woods screenshot is on the official Nintendo site that looks pretty much exactly the same as Star Allies on.
2: Oh yeah, it's a, it it's all recycled assets. I think. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm almost positive that it is. Why would you even bother making new ones? Yeah, true. <laughs> you know same environments, like, different gameplay, like, that in and of itself, too, is interesting, right? Of, like, I wonder how much it costs to make this game. Probably not that much.
1: It's like what Liam said earlier. It's just copy-paste, copy-paste. That's yep. game development.
0: How, right, yeah. It's how you make a game. It's like, all <laughs> game design is, is just copying and pasting. I don't know why they're always complaining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into some of the updates around big Nintendo franchises, and we're going to start with my favorite to talk about, Pokemon. Uh so we got some new details around Pokemon Sword and Shield um like we got I believe it was three new Pokemon or two See. two uh so we got Poltegeist who is a uh, a ghost Pokemon that is a uh, a pot of tea very british very appropriate right guys uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I think I pixel. I saw you tweeting about it. I liked how they had the thing where it was like, oh, if you're like really close to them, they'll let you drink their tea. And I was like,
2: that sounds gross. Yeah, but it was
1: like his body is made of tea, and if he likes a trainer, he'll let you drink some of his tea. What's that? you drinking him.
0: That's
2: just weird. <sighs> that's
0: weird. It kind it kind of feels like when you go to like a Catholic service and they're like, oh, you're going to eat the body of Christ. And I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> that <laughs> that good. sounds awkward. Good.
1: <laughs> Actually, now we've got another Brit on the show, mm-hmm. Liam. Can you confirm this, right? Because me and Steve told Pete this a while ago that although, like everyone's like, oh, a teapot, that's so British. No one in Britain actually uses a teapot anymore.
2: Um, I think my nan does, but that, <laughs> but, but but that's it. I don't own one. Do you have an electric kettle? I got an electric kettle, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm not hosting tea parties, so I don't need a teapot. Fair. Unless, I'm not going to chain yeah. out cups of tea either, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, like, maybe if you were having people over for tea, you'd have a pot pixel because, you know, you wanted to show off and look fancy. <laughs> a teapot is not fancy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, not that it, you know, never mind. You don't know anything about England. I'll let you get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other the other Pokemon they, they showed off was Cramorant. Uh, who's a uh, uh, a flying water type Pokemon based on a cormorant, which is like a, a bird of prey. And um, I, I love him. He is my favorite new Pokemon that they've showed off. He looks so ridiculous. Like he has this like dead look in his face and his ability is hilarious. It's called Gulp Missile. So whenever he uses surf or dive, like he'll get a fish in his mouth. And then when he gets attacked, he gets a free counter attack where he like launches the fish and- That is too perfect. I'm pretty sure this is
1: a uh, Pokemon that, I think it was like 4chan leak or something, where they mentioned something similar to this, but it had two attacks, and one of them was that it could pick up a Pikachu instead of a fish, depending on... I think...
0: That's wild. I think it's the same one.
2: Have either of you guys noticed how it looks like Kevin from Up... You know the Disney film <laughs> oh my oh god do you think about that you're
0: so right uh, oh man you just you just named mine for me uh, he's definitely gonna be Kevin
2: uh, uh, and by extension the other one you mentioned the teapot one looks kind of like the thing out of Beauty and the beasts you know like mrs oh yeah. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Potts.
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god dude I'm gonna get a whole I'm gonna get a whole Disney themed lineup here <laughs> you get the uh, what was it the corgi yamper I think his name was you can uh you can make him Doug sure you're perfect you're in business <laughs> it's not a golden retriever but close enough uh so they also showed off um a couple a couple new gameplay things like i i probably the most significant one that we really got a deeper look at was the uh the player customization stuff they've been like teasing this like every time they're like oh you'll be able to pick your clothes and customize your character and i'm like yeah whatever okay you said we could do that in sun and moon 2 and it was pretty limited." Um, but we got, like, a deeper look at it this time around. And it actually looks like it's pretty substantial, which is nice for a change. Um, you're going to be able to change tops, bottoms, outerwear, gloves, new hairstyles, and add makeup. So that's, like, a pretty good amount of customization, which is, which is, I think, something that's kind of been sorely lacking in Pokemon for a while. Like, character customization is by no means a new thing. In gaming and uh, considering, like, I think one of the big appeals of Pokemon is that it's pretty, like, accessible to anybody because you can kind of, like, pick whatever Pokemon you want to use and, like, play your own way and, you know, there's all these different side things you can do if you want to. Like, I feel like it's always been a series that kind of allowed you to inject your personality into the way that you play and actually getting some, some meaty character customization feels like a an overdue addition, but one that I'm thankful for. I,
1: th- I think they kind of had to do it as well because the whole wild area thing where you can have multiple trainers, can you kind of just like imagine it just being like yeah. slight variants of two different characters? It'd be so confusing. Right.
0: Yeah, because yeah, ultimately in Sun and Moon, there were only so many combinations you could have done. And if you've got like eight people on the screen or whatever, that's going to get real confusing real quick.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I remain pretty unconvinced by this because every time they do a Pokemon game, it's like, oh, you can customize your character. And it, it's always kind of limited. And I mean, this seems like a very slight like, shimmer in the right direction. But let me know when they've caught up with, say, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Three <laughs> on the GameCube, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 nothing to write home about. And I think you should be able to have more individuality. Like, let them have tattoos and piercings, and I don't know, go wild with it. You know? Yeah. The the more control you give me over that sort of thing, the better. And I
0: know I always get really frustrated, especially with the Nintendo games that offer customization because it's so limited. I'd rather it not exist at all. Mm. I'd rather you give me a well-designed character rather than like the option to make something that feels super cookie cutter. Yeah. His four faces choose one. Yeah. Like nothing drives me more crazy when they're like, Oh, you can pick your hairstyle and hair color and they don't give you like a a shader. I'm like, my hair is never a natural color. Let me just make it a weird color. It's, (laughs) It's a shader, you know, like, come on. Uh, so then we also got the look at Pokemon camp, which is whenever you're out in your journey, you can kind of just drop camp and, uh, you'll be able to like have the Pokemon in your party, like walk around, you can interact with them. It's like kind of very similar to the, I think it was called Pokemon Ami or Aim, which was the thing in the, the last two game or maybe just Sun and Moon, where you could like pet your Pokemon with your stylus and everything and give them, you know, treats and do the super training and all that stuff. Looks like this is kind of an evolution of that that functionality which is that's fine. I'll be interested if you can actually customize your tent. If you can customize the inside of your tent and it's like a return to secret bases, that would that would be interesting to me. Yeah. But while you're in the wild area, you'll also be able to visit other players' camps, which is which is pretty cool. Uh so then there's also like cooking, which is another new thing, <coughs> you know, whatever. That's fine. Pretty standard video game fare at this point. Um so you know, not too too much from Pokemon, but if you're a Pokemon fan, you know things move glacially, so any yeah. update is an update.
2: <laughs> yeah, it made, it made me laugh that the the food they chose to represent our country is curry, you know? It's curry and rice. Yeah, yeah. hey, let's yeah. sausage
1: curry. That's British, right? Yeah.
2: What's what's, totally. what's more British than Indian food, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I suppose that is pretty representative of our country is how we appropriate other cultures via colonialism, so Hey, we invented tikka <laughs> masala. That counts. Did we? You okay, sure.
1: We just made it up, and then went, "Yeah, it's India.
2: Okay, that, that sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, you know, there are a ton of other announcements here. I want to get through a couple real quick, um, because I do have some questions I want to get it to, into for our, our main topic, and I know we're we're starting to run out of time here. We're we'll running a little long in the tooth. Um, so let's uh. Let's just real quick, I think the other big highlights that were like new exclusive games coming to Switch or something like that, there's Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. I can't wait to play this again. Um,
2: was, this, was this one you were into, Liam, being a, a Star Wars guy? Uh, I like Star Wars. I, I think I own this on both GameCube and Xbox One, and I've never nice. played it before. Oh, no! Yeah, it's just... Oh, it's such a good game. Yeah, it's just kind of sitting there. Uh, so, I'll have to play it at some point, but I I'll never go around to it. Fantastic. Maybe this is
0: your opportunity. Yeah. Um. This is another game coming in September, which is just like, kill me now. Like, there's too many <laughs> games, but... Uh, then we also got Doom 64 coming out November 22nd. That's awesome. Um, Like I said, there's a ton of stuff that came out of here. Dauntless, Trials of Mana, uh, New Amiibo, like ton of stuff we got updates on on animal crossing which looks fantastic luigi's mansion three which looks fantastic we just don't have enough time to get through all this if i want to get to our questions so if any of this stuff piques your interest you've got questions or hot takes for us that you want to see us talk about on next week's show remember you can write into to me at pete at lupots.com uh or get us in any of the other ways that uh that i mentioned in our plugs so go 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 do the things you know how to internet uh, moving along to out this week, I'm going to go through these real quick and not let Pixel or Liam get a word in edgewise so uh, we can make sure we get to the main topic. But there was a ton of games out this week that you might want to check out, so I'm going to go through these uh, for you. Real quick here, uh, Wednesday, September fourth. We've got Banjo Kazooie coming to Smash with a five-point update that also includes Home Run Mode. Uh, Super Kirby Clash also released yesterday. Deadly Premonition Origins also released yesterday, and Divinity Original Sin Two: The Definitive Edition, which does include that crossplay with or cross save with Steam. Excuse me, uh, all out yesterday today. Uh, as of this recording anyway, Thursday, September 5th, we've got Super Nintendo games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. And Friday, September 6th, we've got the Tetris 99 2.0 update and physical edition and Creature in the Well, which was that awesome little uh, adventure pinballer game that we saw a couple directs ago. So you're going to want to go check all that stuff out. (laughs) Moving along into our main topic. Uh I threw out the uh the pot signal and the Legion of Potheads out there on Twitter and Discord came correct with plenty of good questions for us. Uh so let's jump right into them. So, uh, our first one comes from Noble Gentleman over on Twitter, who asks, As an avid fan of King of Fighters and SNK, I was hyped to see Terry as the new DLC character. But deep down, I had a fear that maybe it would have been somebody else from SNK. If Terry didn't get in, who else would you guys have liked to see to represent SNK instead? <laughs> so, I have no relationship to their fighting franchises. So, for me, the character that would have got the pot was, like, Bubble Bobble, <laughs> which was never going
2: to Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Uh, for me, it would be Marco or whatever ca- character you want from Metal Slug. Sorry, pick. I love Metal Slug. A L- lot of cool weapons and items and just a- little wrinkles to Metal Slug that are iconic, like the prisoners, you know, that those would be a cool assist trophy. You know, the prisoners that you free that drop yeah, items yeah. for you. And obviously you have the Metal Slug weapons, uh, sorry, the... The vehicles themselves, the Metal Slugs, and the music obviously is really cool. That's a that's a franchise I'd love to see get represented in Smash someday.
1: I think the Metal Slugs would make a really good final Smash as well. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh so <laughs> Chewy plays over on our Discord, hit us with this question: Why is Animal Crossing New Horizons the best game ever? <laughs> well, it's not out yet, Chewy. So I I don't know, but I, I mean. I got to say, from what we've seen of the new Animal Crossing, I'm loving the additions that they've made. Mm -hmm. It seems like, the I think crafting is a really smart addition to the formula. And I feel like it's going to really make those first couple hours a lot quicker. And like, you're not going to have that experience of, oh my god, I've waited so long for a new Animal Crossing. (laughs) Oh, cool, they only have a shovel in the shop i can't do anything today. just being able to pull the,
1: over the little rivers game changer yeah.
0: yeah yeah so many little quality of life things like that like make just like i like the idea of like the dailies and stuff like that that they introduce where it's like collect x of this and this and this it just seems like there's so much more to do so that you're not forced to play the game for like two or three hours a day if you want to play longer
2: yeah you can sell weed in this one which is pretty <laughs> pretty cool
0: Best edition. <laughs> The dr- the drug dealer edition is just like, what a thing.
2: Yeah, New Horizons.
0: That's what that, that's what it means. Didn't they get like 150 for weed? Something like yeah. that. I mean, you don't know how much it was. That's the question. True. Uh, so moving right along, we've got Chris, another one over on our Discord. As someone who's been known for having insider info in the past, what's it like to have people assuming all your tweets are hints towards leaks? This is perfect for both of you guys. I think it's aimed at you, Pete. <laughs> yeah, me. That huge Twitter following that I have. <laughs>
2: I'll let Liam go for this one. Go on, Liam. Um, I mean, it's it can be annoying sometimes, but, I mean, most people mean well, I think, and just are just excited about games and whatever, so I don't get too bothered by that. But uh, it can be a bit annoying, like, when I'll tweet something that has nothing. It's not a hint. It's not anything. And then I get, like, a bunch of people who are angry at me for some reason. Like, the other day... He I've got a friend who's really into Deadly Premonition, who um okay. I had been like kinda like dropping hints, like say he doesn't watch Nintendo stuff, but he likes Deadly Premonition. I was saying to him, You need to watch this Nintendo Direct, and he was like, Oh, I don't know, maybe. So I tweeted out something like, Oh, I hope he watches it tonight, because he'll be really ill will like what he sees and I got a bunch of people from like reset era like mad at me for oh yeah for, for, for yeah I saw this like, like they're saying oh Liam's being vague like 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 I'm making something up you know and it's like this has nothing to do with any of you guys you know I've got a friend. Who genuinely loves Deadly Premonition but has no interest in Nintendo? And I just yeah, I don't know that it's, it's when they get like a rashly angry at me for something that has nothing to do with insider info and it's just me, you know, just being myself, uh, that that annoys me because it does turn into like real harassment sometimes. So your fault, Liam. So your fault. <laughs> yeah.
0: god for god forbid you tweet about video games liam how dare you (laughs) yeah i always think that stuff is so wild like just some of this stuff like every every time pixel tweets anything people are like oh my god what does this mean about pokemon i I, I just fucking nothing i love
1: just carrying it on when i know like it means nothing i'll just keep going (laughs) and seeing what people read into it it's hilarious
0: well please you killed me yesterday man what was the tweet you sent out you you sent out it was like
1: oh watch this space And I just wanted to see how many people would read into it and what they'd come up with. It was brilliant.
0: (laughs) And it really pissed me off because I I read into it, I messaged you, and I was like, what do you know? (laughs) The best
1: thing was, like, 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 ten minutes later, I tweeted, like, honestly, this is nothing. I have zero insider information. Everyone's
2: like, zero? F zero? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you can't beat it. Yeah, I'm very good at that. I'm very good at accidentally tweeting things that people read way too much into.
0: Well, I mean, if they read into everything, like, (laughs) what are you supposed to do? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So this next one actually comes from Max from the Loot Pots team, and uh, he said, this one's for Liam. Before E3... Ver Bergen posted on reshit era uh, that a two D <laughs> that a two D Metroid game is in development. As I'm sure Pixel and Pete will t- be able to tell you, I eat, sleep, and breathe Metroid. Is there any truth to the rumor at all? Also, do you think the dream of Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch is dead?
2: Is that directed at me? Yes, yeah, you've been on you the
0: spot.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I have to be careful what I say here. I you do... don't have to answer it. You don't.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to get you in trouble if you want to just tell max to fuck off that's fine no
2: i won't tell max <laughs> to fuck off i do think there's some truth in there you know i do think there's some stuff being kicked around um i don't have too much insight into the first thing he's talking about but the judy metroid yeah but the the trilogy collection is definitely real uh because i remember talking to people from like any uk and oh, that's nintendo uk i mean uh and they have told me like all kinds of things that have turned out to be real. Um, they were the first people to tell me about the new Super Mario Brothers U port, wh- okay. with very specific information like Toadette and the name of the the port. And it was all it was it was all the way back then that they were telling me that those same sources were telling me, yeah, we have this Prime Trilogy collection that's going to be on the Switch, uh, but they never. They had an idea of when they wanted to release Mario U. They never knew when uh, Prime Trilogy was coming. So I, I as I understand it, it is something that just kind of got swept up in the massive restructuring of Prime 4 and that moving literally across the globe to be redeveloped. So you can understand a, a lot got swallowed up in that. And I'm not exactly sure what state that's in if they'll want to make further adjustments to it but as I understood it it was something that was nearly ready and they could have released it um, like within not a huge amount of time if they wanted to but yeah I suspect that this is something that we'll see closer to Prime 4 maybe when they want to start doing marketing for that game but I do think it is just something that is you know it exists it it's probably not far from done, uh, and Nintendo could release it whenever they want, more or less. I'm not saying it's hundred percent done or anything like that, but I, I do think it's it's ready. So Nintendo can plan a release for it when they're ready to. But yeah, Prime Four is the is the kind of the the thing that we've. You know that we can't account for right now. So when Prime Four is ready and they, they they start to at least market that and they have an idea of what the fuck that game is going to be, <laughs> uh, and but I, I think still that is so far away. You know, like I, I think I saw some people saying they thought Prime Four could be in this direct. Like <laughs> no way, and it's yeah, it's oh, wow. it's probably like three years away still at least. So minimum, yeah, just. I would just say, don't worry about the trilogy collection. Like, it's coming. Just be patient. Just hold out hope. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll get it eventually. Uh, all right. So, this next one comes from uh, Left Eye Lazy on Discord, who's actually my friend Matt uh, from the Long Box podcast. Uh, he said, out of all the games featured on this direct, what games are you 100% sure you're buying day of release? Mm. I think for me, uh, Animal Crossing and Pokemon are definite day one purchases. Um, there are several other games that are definite purchases, but I don't know if I'll get them day one. I've already got
1: Link's Awakening, that was in the Luigi's Mansion. Oh, Pokemon. Link's Awakening, too. They're all, I've already pre ordered them, so they're day one already.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've got Link's Awakening and Luigi's Mansion pre ordered. Luigi's Mansion looks just so good. Mm-hmm. Every, it really does. every time they show it, it looks even better. You know what? I'll probably
0: get that one day one too because it's like Halloween. Yeah, yeah on. On. it's themed. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, probably all of the major games <laughs> yeah. will be day one purchases for me. If Nintendo make it, we're buying it. Last question here. This is one, another one from the Loopot's Pots team. This comes from Mark. Uh, who wrote in and said, what do you guys expect for the Nintendo Switch in 2020 since the direct focus on its 2019 lineup? Like, what are your wishes, expectations for the console and its games, uh, and what do you... Oh, and do you think there is another Switch revision on the horizon? So I would say, I definitely think there's another Switch revision on the horizon. Um, I absolutely believe that a... Like a quote-unquote Switch Pro, an upgraded version of the Switch will come at some point. Um, Nintendo has historically done this with all of their handheld consoles. Mm. As much as they want to call it a home console, it is also a handheld console. And they've proven that they're adopting a similar strategy with the Switch Lite. So I think the idea of a, a Switch Pro or a you know new Nintendo Switch, whatever you want to call it, is inevitable. I don't know that it's a 2020 thing. I think 2021 might make more sense but we have thrown out the theory that it could come next year to compete with the new consoles and maybe have zelda on it or something like that i don't think that's out of the the realm of possibility
1: yeah it's, it's a thin line i think if they want the money they will make an upgraded one whether it's a substantial upgrade or just another slight upgrade like we saw with the revision you Yeah, know, technology moves fast they so could just slap a new battery in it and go now it's even better but yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think a new console probably will come within the next two years
2: yeah, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. They, they always have people working on these reiterations. Uh, if you look back through their history, they always have people pitching ideas of how they can change things. And so, yeah, I just think it's obviously inevitable. Anytime a Nintendo platform does super well like this, they want the shelf life to go as long as they can because that's more profitable than developing a, ne- a next, you know, like full console uh you know next gen so yeah they're all gonna keep iterating upon it inevitably and yeah you're probably right probably be one within about two years i'd say
0: yeah i think so in terms of games the only thing i am pretty confident is coming next year is another pokemon (laughs) because that's where we're at uh all right so that's gonna wrap it up for the show this week uh got it right under the wire here so uh thank you so much liam for joining us real quick if you want to just plug your stuff again
2: yeah, um, I'm Doctor Underscore Cupcakes on Twitter. That's <laughs> Doctor the Full Words Underscore Cupcakes, and uh, I do a series called Game History Secrets on YouTube. Check that out. We always have exclusive stories and scoops on uh, games that weren't. So check that out. It, uh, I'm sure you'll you'll learn something new if you do.
1: You also have a podcast, don't you?
2: Yes, yes, I have a podcast on Patreon uh my patreon is patreon.com slash liam robertson and i do stuff like this all the time and we talk about rumors and you know things that are leaking and you know and and just games we're enjoying most of it is us just talking about the games we are enjoying playing and, and stuff like that yeah awesome
0: yeah so definitely go check out liam's content uh i'm a big fan of the stuff he does over on youtube it's definitely very informative so if you're someone who likes to know the ins and outs of some of that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, he's got you covered. So go check it out. Uh, if you guys want to you know, support the show and all that stuff, make sure you give us a like on your audio platform of choice. If we're not on a platform you want us to be, let us know, and we'll make sure we get there. Uh, go give us a follow on YouTube, YouTube.com slash uh, Twitch.tv slash and visit us at LootPots.com to check out all of our news, reviews, and scoops, all that fun stuff, including all of our coverage of the Nintendo Direct. And uh, last but not least, if you want to connect with us, remember you can hit me up at Pete at loop with your emails and questions for the show. Uh, you can follow us at loop on Twitter, hit us up the same way, uh, or you can go join our discord and uh, come be part of the conversation. We've got an awesome little community of Nintendo fans over there. Uh, it is a great place to be. And uh, we hope you'll come join us. And uh, if you, you want to support us um, as well as Liam? You can visit us over at Patreon.com/slash/Loopots and get access to our own patron exclusive show After Dark, where we talk about stuff besides video games or stuff besides Nintendo. Um, so if uh, that seems like something you'd be interested in, we think it's well worth your, worth your time and money, and we hope you show your, we hope you'll show your support. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. See you next week.